What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Sideline, guys. It's great to be here, as always, with my boy, yes, sir. Derek. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's going how you on? Feeling, how you feeling this week, bro? <sighs> energized, honestly. Energized. Tired as hell, but energized at the same time. How yeah, you man, feeling? We got, a, we got a nice little little break. A little break yeah, in the action after yeah. the All-Star, you know? Really good pacing. I'm good, man. I'm good. It's been it's been a grind with this new job, but I'm loving it at the same yes, time. Uh, it, it's crazy. It's crazy, yes, to be honest. These two weeks went by faster yeah. than the last three months. So just that. trying yeah. to buckle in and, and do what I got to do for sure. I feel but Dude, that. we got a whole bunch to talk about right now. Yes, and sir. I think there's no better story to start this show on as a, as a way to clear the palate because this, yes. this is hard shit right here. This is tough. And I, it, it'll be messed up if we didn't cover it. So really unfortunate story. UFC, former UFC heavyweight champion, uh, a guy that many consider, you know, the greatest of all time, a heavyweight, Cain Velasquez, uh, first Mexican champion ever in the UFC, really big accolades. Um, this isn't some, you know, everyday UFC fighter that barely made a name for himself. This is, this is big. So three days ago, he was arrested for... Um, reckless assault charges with a weapon and attempted attempted homicide he shot a man and an open fire on a car in a in a wide open area on a highway um and the details of this story is kind of crazy uh when i first heard what happened um sort of where my mind went with it and then once the the details started coming out it's two different stories, which mm. really was sobering for me and really told me something about myself. Like, yeah, yeah. you got to You got to give these guys their due. But so the story is. There was an ongoing issue where um, the daycare that his family had chosen was under investigation. And this man, um, I don't even have his name. I don't want to give him the time of fucking day to give to be very frank. Uh, this man was accused of uh, child molestation. And one of the people involved in those allegations was Kane's son. And the, the details of that, um, I, it, it's, it's really heartbreaking. But the quote that I read was he said he took him to the back and told him that he was going to help him change his clothes. And he touched him inappropriately. And he told him, make sure to not tell anybody. And when they asked him how many times this this has happened, he said over a hundred. And this is this is also someone who, when asked, he said that that same guy um, that he saw him doing this with other people as well, so other children. So this is a very serious case. And what I don't understand is the details that are coming out. Once again, um, what I don't understand is he was out on bail. Mm-hmm as this was happening. Mm-hmm. So the story is Cain Velasquez, unfortunately uh, decided to take things in his own hands and given the circumstances, it's, it's tough. It's really tough. Like I, I feel him like a hundred percent. I feel him. Um, so from what I understand, he pursued their car for over 11 miles. And this is a key detail, man, because when, when it comes to the, the way this is going to shake out in court, that is huge. So he pursued their car for over 11 miles because he knew the defendant in that case was in there and ended up ramming his truck into their car on the highway. 
uh, obviously a significant accident and then opening fire on the car. Uh, he ended up hitting the stepfather of the defendant um, in that child molestation case. And unfortunately, I'm going to say it like it is, unfortunately, um, didn't really hit his intended target. But of course, he's facing 10 plus charges, uh, obviously, all related to this incident. Uh, there's been a lot of UFC fighters really coming out in defense of Kane and really speaking up, speaking their mind to sort of say, you know, if anybody was in this situation, it's hard to say you'll you'll react differently. And I and I mm -hmm. understand that sentiment as well. Yeah. Um, as someone who's also studying the law, this is not a situation that, in my opinion, I think he has a good chance of getting out of. I think this yeah. is this is a very closed and shut case, regardless of the circumstances. Uh, which is just heartbreaking, man. Um, that was a lot. So please give me yeah. some thoughts on this. Yeah. I mean, just like you, when, when I first heard that he was arrested for attempted murder, I'm like, my mind instantly went to like BJ Penn type level, you know, um, uh, uh, John Jones. I'm just thinking, you know, just, a lot of reckless, you know, things going on. Obviously, this is, you know, still has been played out and we still need to hear the details, but that was my first thought, unfortunately. Um with when 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 I think the details came out what yesterday. Um I like I'm pretty sure anyone that is sane would feel like that is exactly how they would have maybe 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 not exactly like in terms of like you know ramming the truck into into the car or something like that but you're the the point is you're gonna you're gonna take matters into your own hands like if if people say they're not going to let you know like god bless them i know i would i know i know i would i know i would especially when you're talking about like how old is his son again he's like like you're really young, right? Mm -hmm. four, I think he's old? four years old. Yep. That's not something that, respectfully, I gotta say, that's not something that um, exists in a four-year-old's imagination, unless no. there there's something credible going yes. on. Yeah, um, yeah. You don't just make that and, up as a kid. Exactly. Sorry. It, it, that's. I, I don't blame him. I, like, like, like you said though, it, it's, it is a pretty much open and shut case. Like. That's what makes it heartbreaking, bro. I hate like it. That, for him. That's what makes it so. Yeah, man. I hate it for him, like, because legally, I mean, he did what he did, and we and and by law, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you can't do it based. You can't judge it based on, uh, well, this is circumstances morally correct, you know, and yeah, circumstances. You can't, you can't just select. It is by law, but he's facing what, like, twenty five. Yeah, man. That's a, that's the start. And how old is he? Like late thirties, early forties? Yep, he's like thirty-eight. I I just I can't even imagine. I mean, and you know what? I don't think he would have it any other way. That's another. That's a crazy thing mm -hmm. about this. I like. You're going to do what you what you need to do to protect your family, and you know, on one hand, people might think, you know, hey, well, you know, being there for your kid and stuff like that, that is protecting your family. But when you're thinking about stuff like that in terms of like 
what what evil people actually uh, uh, think about and execute on in terms of something like this. Like, I mean, it's already bad enough that we have have uh, uh, guys that you know prey on women and, and stuff like that, right? When you're thinking about a child that at four, like you've basically taken this child's innocence away. I mean, there, there's no other way to, to put that. So I don't see how he was wrong. By law, I see it, but I, I totally understand. Totally understand. You, you do what you got to do. And, and, and again, I mean, there's, there are cultural things to it too, you know, um, and different cultures might react differently uh, depending on what it is, but what do you expect them to do? Like, hmm. what do you expect them to do? <laughs> and dude, the hardest part about it is like everyone that reached that has been sort of really outspoken in defending Kane and really trying to get their side of their story out. Because yeah. like you said, when we first heard this, it immediately is on that well, something is clearly wrong with him and this is a mm -hmm. horrible look for everyone involved. Mm -hmm. And as these details come out, like you said, it's just, you feel for him in the worst way. Like this mm -hmm. is the worst possible outcome for him and his family because at yeah. the end of the day, like I understand why you need to take things in your own hands, especially because the state of California allowed that man to walk free, regardless of yeah. if it was on whatever case, yeah. regardless of whatever, he was out there in civilization again. Yeah. So I understand that aspect entirely, but the key and critical part about this is he really took pride in being a father. Mm. And that was something that, um, I mean, let's just, let's just say it clear as day. That's something that you want out of all men in today's society, regardless of whatever. Mm. Um, and the fact that now, yes, you, you, you did the right thing as far as like like you said I, it's hard to argue against that but at the same time this family is now devastated this yes. family will now uh carry on without their father because mm. of this mm. and that's just another ramification mm. of it all and, and it really makes me sick the fact that he walked away unscathed from this the, yeah. the defendant that is yeah because yeah, they're going to pursue those charges regardless. Um, and he's going to get however many years, but it's not going to be as much as Kane gets for oh, whatever, no. whatever this happened. It's not going to be as much. And that's horrifying to think about. Like, it, it's really horrifying to think about. Yeah. Um, so this is one of those stories where there isn't really a takeaway. There's not something mm. I could say here to say, you know, this because this happened, this is going to happen. And now, hopefully moving forward, we could fix this. Like, mm. There's, there's a lot that needs to be examined through the courts on how these things happen, because mm -hmm. if you have whatever evidence you may have had against this defendant, um, witness protection or something should be involved. If you're going to get this guy out there, um, yeah. I, I don't even know what to say. Like, I don't want him to be defended. I don't want him yeah. to be in the situation where he's protected but at the same time like you said how do you prevent innocent people because that that's how i feel about kane in this yeah he did what he did and he ended up shooting somebody that wasn't involved which is terrible mm -hmm. um 
But at the same time, it's like he was innocent in all this. He he didn't come looking for this trouble on his own. Um, this was some. This was a, a situation where his hand was forced on him, and I just feel so deeply for their family, for everyone at AKA involved. I know that there's so many people. It's not just like he was a former fighter. This was someone who had aspirations of being a coach, was always in the mm. gym, helping everyone out there. Mm. And, and nobody has a bad word to speak about this man. That That's, yeah. that, that's the real heartbreaking aspect of this. Yeah. There's no, uh, yeah, there was a couple of times after practice, you got real pissed off and flipped mm. on us. No, like everyone talks about just what a sweet soul he was. Mm -hmm. And he made the pivot into pro wrestling. If you yeah. ask me, yeah, did. I didn't understand how the WWE didn't, capitalize on him even more because i've saw clips of him in smaller organizations and he has that ray mysterio game he like it's not him. a dude yeah. it's not a like big man brock lesnar game this is like yeah. he's nimble he's athletic he's just reminding me of eddie guerrero hmm. a little yep. bit in terms That's of a good shout. shiftiness yeah yeah man yeah and and had it all like yeah. the, the whole storyline it, it wrote itself and they mm -hmm. dropped the ball on that but either That's way regardless of his <laughs> career aspirations and everything um my heart just breaks for him and his family man i can't believe what they're going through um and i wish that there was a way uh that the courts could rectify situations like this um i'm praying that somehow um some lesser sentence could be imposed a plea deal of some sort um if the prosecutors have possible? any heart yeah yeah for sure the prosecutors have any heart which i think in this situation they should um hopefully this doesn't even get to trial um because that that's the best case scenario but he's still looking at probably 20 years yeah and that's time missed from your family all yeah. over a situation that you really had no control over situation mm -hmm. that you were put in because of the defendant's actions not because of yours yeah so just fucking heartbreaking like this this story has really took a lot out of me this week yeah and one of the more beautiful things that i saw today actually um junior dos santos has been mm -hmm. in a series of wars with this man yeah um a lot of people say that came really changed his career and you and you yeah. could you can make yeah. that argument 100 percent. and he came out and I, i'm almost tearing up even trying to tell you this but he posted a picture of after one of their crazy fights where juniors all almost looks disfigured like mm -hmm. full like a whole bunch of blood and everything and they're hugging each other and he writes a long post talking about how um you know they went through these wars together uh trying to achieve glory in the sport um but at the end of the day you know he's a man and he's a father and i always mm -hmm. respect him for that and once again nobody would have reacted differently if they were in your scenario so we're yeah. here for you and all the people have coming out I just really hope all of that gets considered by the prosecutors and they look at the case for what it is yeah. because um, this is just devastating stuff, man. It is. It is. The good thing I will say though, is that um, I know guys that he's connected to that um, he's fought with that respect him in the UFC and maybe even WWE that, will look out for his family mm -hmm. while he's gone. And and that's the one thing I, I especially Daniel Cormier, I, like mm -hmm. there's no, there's no way that his family is going to, um, will, will lack for anything 
while he's gone outside of outside of his presence right like i i i'm i'm that's the one thing i can honestly say that i that i feel um will be will be good with them is that is that they'll be taken care of at least in that way and i can respect anybody that steps up steps up and you know does that for his family so for sure and and i'm really glad you said that too and i I hate to make this about him but i just want to say put your prayers out there for daniel cormier too he just lost his mother as well yeah yeah now he's dealing with this this is this is not someone that was just his training partner you know this was his best friend by all by all accounts this is his best friend um and and someone that he accredits his entire career to let alone um just the brotherhood of training together this is this is really a hard situation for everyone involved and like you said um i'm not worried about his family on that aspect Mm -hmm. uh but it's just heartbreaking that we know just because of the 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 extent of everything i almost wish in a way that he didn't end up hitting someone else Mm -hmm. and it would have just been this guy only Mm -hmm. because i feel like that would have been more grounds for lesser charges yeah Yeah, exactly more grounds for a a better plea deal but i can't imagine especially with the public endangerment yeah the the highway the reckless driving part of it is gonna is gonna be heavy in and of itself so like Mm -hmm. i don't know i i almost this is the one time where i actually hope that celebrity influence uh, affects this. influences yeah i'm 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 hoping that this can be something where you know, they take everything into account all right you know and give them the least amount of time mm-hmm. i mean as much as possible i mean he still has to pay for what he did but you, like you get it you understand it and i just want to say dude i know we tend to make light on some stuff to make 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 things funny make things a little lighter i'm not saying this to make things lighter i just think this is important to to highlight um have you seen the photo of his mugshot no um i I encourage you to look at this after because um not only was he um the only way i could describe it is exactly what you said earlier just content like yeah he knows he did what he wanted to do mm-hmm. and he, he was not shying away. If anything, he was a little yeah. cold. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and man, um, like I said, my heart just goes out to him and his family. I hope that the law does everything to their power to try to tip the scales in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is just a horrible situation for everyone involved and something that you wouldn't wish on your worst enemy. Let's be yeah. clear about that. For sure. For sure. I, I hope Dana White's, uh, connections and in, in politics comes into play and, and can you know levy you know whatever influence he can with the this is the That's one time shout. I, I hope <laughs> yeah that they're able to figure something out this yeah. is the one time yeah yeah i mean Dude. and the fact that respectfully we're at this point mm-hmm. when when this story came out it was nowhere near this, you oh, know, yeah. obviously we had no yeah. idea what, what, what happened. Yeah. Um, th- that would have been a completely different conversation. So in a way, I'm glad that we had time to figure out what happened so that mm-hmm. we didn't further disparage his name. But yeah. Um, once again, I hope, and I'm not going to say it here because fuck that guy. He, he doesn't deserve yeah. any, any considerations from this, but I really hope that the focus turns on him and not Kane. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But it's just so hard. It's just so yeah. hard, man. Yeah. It's a lot. So yeah. 
whew, we, we got that out of the way. I just wanted to say it's important to talk about these things. And of course, we're going to carry on and continue to do the show and talk about sports and yeah. probably crack a couple jokes and make it a little oh, yeah. lighter here. Um, but let's be clear throughout the rest of this show, our heart entirely is with Kane and his family and not trying to take anything away from him or say he's a bad person for this. No, this is uh, very black and white once the details came out. Oh, for sure. No doubt. Yeah, man. Uh, but uh, um, I guess the only way to really move on from this is to center ourselves back with what we do. Yes, and you already know um, we're accountable on this show. So we always look back. It's Uh-oh. important to look back on what we had going on last week. Yes, sir. Um, and some of the predictions, because I, I thought I did a pretty good damn job. That's all I got to say, man. Yeah, um, so yeah, yeah. obviously the first one up, Terrence McKinney for Uh This was this is a really fun one for me because the way the fight turned out was nothing, nothing at all what I thought it would be. I thought yeah. if Terrence McKinney did have that success, just everything he's shown, um, it has been on the feet. So mm-hmm. the fact that he was able to, and I love that I highlighted his wrestling accolades yeah. on the last yeah, yeah. show, because yeah. once again, the analysis proves to be tied and true. And Terrence McKinney was dominant man from the opening bell really found himself in a good situation after eating a big leg kick that put him on the floor. Yeah. Um, I think that's important to, to note and just a natural scrambler. Like as soon as that happened, Obviously, he was in a disadvantageous position, but from there, he just immediately scrambled the top position and started working his game. Mm-hmm. And that's not a facet of his game that we've seen yet in the UFC. Um, and then for him to be able to get a submission like that so yeah. early, yeah. lock in the choke, it didn't really look locked in either. Like the angle yeah. was a little bit weird. Um, his elbow was high up in the sky. That's something that coaches usually always tell you. If your elbow's in the middle, like mm-hmm. if your trachea is where the elbow is, ideally that's a tough choke to finish because that's a blood choke entirely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you yeah. you got to get both sides of the of the trach closed in order for that to work and usually that's hard to do in the crook of the, of the elbow mm-hmm. um and man um he didn't he didn't go out but he forced him to tap you could tell it was super painful like yeah he had him really fully extended uh terrence mckinney is a, is a problem like let me just make that clear to anybody that was doubting the man um uh, fast knockouts and now getting submissions like this too uh don't sleep on terrence mckinney man because big things are coming that's all i got to say for sure Next up, uh, Zhu Rong, Ignacio Bahamandes, shit. I made a little fly on Zhu Rong, and God damn it, I was wrong. But <laughs> uh, the fight was awesome, dude. Like, I really love the fight. Zhu Rong came in, actually, um, he missed weight by five pounds. I think it was a, it was a big miss. Jesus. And I was surprised they, they went on with the fight. But looked a little lethargic, looked like he was feeling the effects of that. And um, Mahamundas, I'm just so impressed by this guy. I just want to quickly say um, something that he does and not a lot of people do, obviously, re-angling, pumping your jab. These are these are staples of, of combat sports, let alone mm-hmm. MMA. Mm-hmm. But this man does such a good job of varying his strikes and really, like, changing direction. Like, you don't see that often. And I know that right. sounds very basic. Right, but right, in right, his right. combinations, changing direction and recentering his opponent back towards the fence, mm-hmm. beautiful. Like, just very slick on the feet. And the choke that he ended up getting was super dope. Like it was a very, one of those positions where it looked like because of the way Zuron was defending it, bringing his, his shoulders as close as he could to the mat, it looked like 
There was no choke there. And brilliantly, Bahamondes circled around, kept the choke, circled so that he was in a point where eventually now it doesn't matter that your, sh your shoulder's up against the, the, the mat because he changed the angle of the choke entirely. Uh, you'd love to see that, especially from a striker, uh, yeah. to be able to make those adjustments in a, in a situation where most of the time guys slap on that choke and you see it. They're like, they, they're trying to get it out as fast as they can. Uh, he prioritized technique, did the right things, circled out in the right way. And to do all that under duress, man, I'm really impressed by Bahamondes. Once again, another side of his game that we haven't really seen. And after a dominant two rounds on the feet so yeah, yeah just super impressed with this guy he's one to look out for and um seeing Bilal Muhammad in his corner as well was super funny for me like Bilal is that dude like I don't care everyone talks shit about Bilal yes. I yes. think he's one of the best fighters in the UFC and their their um camaraderie is starting to behold so I'm loving everything I see out of Bahamandez keep your eye on that guy too because he's fucking special how much did you lose on that one um, I was only five dollars, dude. Yeah, because okay. I was playing. I was playing to the odds. So because okay. I was okay. betting on the okay. underdog, I only yeah. lost five. No, no big deal. No big deal. Not bad. Not, not bad at all. <laughs> but <laughs> next up, Armin Petrosian versus Gregory Rodriguez. I came away big in this one. It was a close fight, man. This was one of those fights where I'm watching. I'm scared. Like I'm nervous. Like <laughs> I'm like my my pick ain't gonna come through. I'm I'm gonna lose this money. Thankfully, everything worked out the way I needed to. It wasn't a big play either. It was just ten. Um, but got, got back a nice 20 and, and do, I just want to say, like I said, before the show, the show, I'm going to say it again right now. I would not be surprised if both of these guys find themselves in the title picture at 185. And yeah. I was, I was billing this fight as a 205 fight. I thought yeah. this was at yeah. 205. That's yeah, how yeah, huge yeah. these guys are. <laughs> so let, let me, let me make that clear as well. This is a middleweight fight. Uh, so interesting things on the horizon for Adesanya. Everyone always yeah. says. He cleared out the division. He lapped the division. Listen, there's always, always more sharks coming around, circling around the pond. It's only a matter of time. And both of these guys, I think, could find themselves in that top 15 spot. And it's back and forth. Like, Gregory Rodriguez had him hurt bad in the second, uh, visibly sort of retreating. And he stood tough in the third round, really turned things back around again, Armin Petrosian. Uh, this was a war. And this card was filled with really sneaky good fights. Like, they, like I had so much fun watching this card uh, because it really delivered in a big way. And Armin Petrosian, man, there's not many Armenians in the UFC. Uh, but get behind this guy because he is the truth. And clearly... Um, under duress is where he shines. And this is a sign that I also highlighted before the fight. Mm. Um, retreating, defending. He is so slick and so good at keeping guys off of him and getting back to, to working. And that's exactly what he did all night. Some people, listen, I even thought myself, just because of the damage and the way the fight played out, I was arguing. Um, I thought Gregory Rodriguez won when, mm. I, was, when I initially watched it. Um, after the fact, talking to a couple of people, watching it back. I agree. It's a toss up, really. Like you could really give it to either guy and you love to see fights like that. But when you bet on fights like that, <laughs> you're shitting your pants, bro. Uh, but thankfully, my guy got the nod. You love to yeah. see it. And um, that one felt good. That one felt good for sure. And then another sneaky one here. Armin Saryukian versus Joel Alvarez. This guy is a problem. I just want to say this was one of those moments where 
Armin Saryukin lands a big elbow and it just turned into a crime scene, like real, real quick. It didn't look like the, the kind of impactful elbow that would do that. Um, but he was leaking in a bad way, like that. It really makes you question, like, was there other people bleeding before this? Because <laughs> the whole canvas was filled after after that fight. Uh, there was just so much blood, so much like. It's not often, obviously, whenever this happens, it's on the face. Like the, mm -hmm. these parts mm -hmm. of the body bleed the most. Yeah. Um, but there's, it's not often where someone opens up a cut and it's just pouring. Like yeah. it was like that. It was yeah. pouring the entirety of that sort of first round into the second. And it's always crazy to me whenever they, they get to the cut, man, they're showing them work on it because it's a huge cut. So they, the, the camera stays right on them. And they, they rush out the cage after, and he's all fixed up. And then he's standing there the first couple of seconds. Yeah, the first couple of seconds after they just finished working on him, he's standing there. And before the fight even starts again, it's just pouring again. Like, yeah. like there's no stopping that. Yeah. And um, I just got to say, I'm really impressed by Armin Saryukin. This was not something we didn't know. We knew he had a ground game on this level. And the fact that he was competitive against Islam Mahachev really speaks to the level that he's at because that was his first fight in the UFC yeah. on short notice against yeah. Islam Mahachev. Yeah. And he showed up yeah. big yeah. and lasted to the decision. And of yeah. course he didn't win, but he made a case for himself to win. Yeah, yeah, now yeah. he's winning dominantly in this fashion. This is a guy that's going to be a staple at 155, and I'm sure of it. But don't sleep on Joel Alvarez, man. Obviously, there was some holes in this game that were exposed in this one. I won't be surprised if he ends up moving up to 170 because he is huge for this weight class, 6'3". Six, yeah. six, um, this guy must be walking around around 180 at the least, 190, and cutting all the way to 155. That's that's a rough ask for anybody. That's a, that's a hard cut. <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah, man. That's I, I can't even imagine that. You got to have to cut my leg off to do some Bruh, shit like that. Yeah, I, I, I stay between 175, 180. I, I, there is no way in hell I could even think about cutting 30. Like and how that. tall are you? Uh, 5'10". Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, that, and that, that's a good spot, dude. Shout out to you. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. a half yeah. inch taller than you, bro. <laughs> I'm, yo, by the way, shout out to everybody at home watching. I can't wait to meet my boy, Derek. Like we've been talking about this the it's past couple of weeks. Yeah. It's going to be good, bro. It's going to be good. But good to know. Good to know. You know what I'm saying? Let, let's find out who's 5'10 is legit. Because I know yeah. for a long time I was out here like I'm 5'11. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I'm 5'11. Real talk. <laughs> my license still says 5'7. Oh, no way. Because I got it when I, when, you know, when I was 16, 17, somewhere in that range. I just keep forgetting to update. <laughs> you caught this growth spurt, my brother. You love to see it. You love oh, to no. see it. It's also going to the chiropractor. I, I ain't even going to front, man. It's not, it, I didn't, I didn't get this humongous, like, growth spurt. Like, my, my shit was done, like, by, by the time I was, like, 18. It wasn't. <laughs> we said a lot of stretching. Stretching yeah, is what got me there. <laughs> I respect it. I, I respect guess, it. Like, you know, like uh, Michael Jordan in Space Jam, just that, mm -hmm. that, that, that final stretch right there, that, that was me. <laughs> I respect that. I respect that, dude. And yeah. I just want to say, I'm a big dude. So whenever everyone, yeah. whenever I tell someone I'm 5'10", they're like, there's no way you 5'10". Like, yeah. that's the first thing they always tell me. Um, so I won't be surprised if that comes. Anyway, this is this is a huge tangent. You love to see it. Um, but Armin Sharyukin is that dude. Watch out for him. And 100%. Don't sleep on Joe Alvarez, too, because this is another one of those fights where 
the matchmakers, man, they're going to make you earn it in the UFC. Yeah, and the sure. fact that we're seeing guys like this fight each other on the way up um, in both of these matchups. Yeah. Honestly, all all four of them, like all yeah. of these guys could turn out to being very good. Oh, for sure. Um, so for sure. Yeah. once again, listen, everyone always talks about why doesn't the UFC have big names on this card? This card is whack because of whatever. Don't judge the cards until you know what you're watching. Like that's right. the, the biggest key here. Yeah. If you, if you knew about technique, if you knew about all these things, you would be hype. Like I was that's, coming into this one. That's one of the, 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 the craziest things about watching uh, any of these fights, man. Like sometimes you'll, you'll sit there and watch the fights and you'll hear the crowd boo. Cause you're not, you're not seeing like a lot of strikes now, like a, like a lot of strikes in, in maybe one matchup or, maybe one round and not, but it's a lot of technique. Technique mm -hmm. is, is necessary. <laughs> it's not yeah, all man. just going in there and swing, uh, swinging and, 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 and getting those, those big knockouts. It's not all mm -hmm. about that. That's what we love to see. That's like, it's like basketball. You like, you love seeing dunks. You love to see the alley-oops. You love to see the, 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 the Steph Curry threes and stuff like that. But the fundamentals like Tim, Tim Duncan, right? Like those finesse games, like it's just, it's beautiful to watch. And it's even more so than that, when you see those high amplitude dunks, when you see those wide open, really nice threes, a mistake was made. Like, let, let's make yes. that clear. This wasn't, yes. this wasn't the Someone ideal situation. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so the same thing goes for the UFC, yeah. man. A lot of these times, Guys are discredited for playing to their strengths, for doing mm -hmm. the appropriate thing. Hell, there were moments in this fight, if I'm not mistaken, where Armin Saryukin was being booed for taking yeah, yeah, down yeah. Joe Alvarez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's ridiculous if you ask me. But if you've gone to a UFC event, like you get it. Because I've yeah. been there, especially yeah. after you've you've seen a crazy fight, like mm -hmm. it changes the the air of the room. Like right, it becomes right, right. very much so like chaotic like yeah. and you feel it like yeah. and, and and when people are not delivering the same way that other fight was mm -hmm. um it tends to get a, a a bigger reaction but either way man last last week's card was awesome islam achev ended up getting a huge win over bobby green in the main event uh, obviously i threw a flyer on bobby green but i told everyone that was listening yeah. who was gonna <laughs> win um but hell of a performance and and dominant in the best ways, like really mm -hmm. didn't give Bobby Green a chance to execute his game and, and did a really good job of slick. Like I said, keeping him at distance with his kicks first, not just mm -hmm. diving in for takedowns. Um, I really feel like because of that loss, and I said this last week too, but because of that loss, his game is at a place that I think even Khabib's game was never at. Like yeah, his yeah. MMA game is on another level. And funny enough, um, this is so dumb. Like this is the this is the shit that I think should get Dana White fired. But he but let's let's get this straight as well. Bobby Green took the fight on short notice. Yeah. Does that mean that Too Islam Mahachev that does, does that mean that Islam Mahachev didn't take this fight on short notice? Yeah. Because he wasn't training to fight him. No. He was training to fight someone else. Yeah. And still style. took it on short notice. <laughs> and dude. The, the story this weekend is Rafael de Sanz was supposed to be fighting uh, Rafael Fiziev, the Battle of the Raphaels. Let's get yes. that right. <laughs> and Rafael Fiziev ended up pulling out because he got COVID. Now, in the talks of who could fill in, I don't know if it was Islam himself or his manager. It looked like his manager, if you ask me, because of the way he tweeted it. But either way, his official Twitter account asked for that spot, asked to fight rda again so so it's a fight again on a week's notice 
And for whatever reason, they couldn't get the deal done. And now Hinato Mikano's in. You know what Dana White said? This shit is criminal. This is my what the fuck. I'm going to give it right now. Because what the fuck, Dana White? This man says, I don't know what, what happened with Islam. We were trying to get the fight done. But now he has to fight Dariush again before he can, is considered to get a title shot. What? Like, Yo, Dana is what? stuff, bro. Dana don't you want stuff. guys that'll put, put their hat in the ring, regardless of how that plays out in negotiation? Because mm-hmm. apparently something was snagged in negotiation that changed the, the outlook of this, which is why we ended up getting the fight that we're having now. Mm-hmm. But either way, how the fuck do you look at that and not say Islam's a gangster? Like, that should be the first thing you're saying as a promoter. Like, I had this guy calling me trying to take this fight. And we ended up deciding against it because of this, this, and this reason. Yeah. Like, you could have easily said that, propped up the guy that you know is the future. But instead, you try to shoot him in the foot. I don't get it. And Benel Dariush is out at least eight months. He fractured his his fibula. This is not a... This is not a simple injury where he'll be back next month. He's yeah. out for a long time. And now you're saying he's not basically not going to get an opportunity unless he fights him. Like, come on, bro. Dana Go to hell, Dana White. He's on something, man. I, 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 I can't wait till he's done. <laughs> and the shit is, I don't think he will be. I think he's going to be like fucking Bob Arum until he's 97. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's those type. I hate saying this. <laughs> I hate saying this. But it's those type of guys that live for the longest time. <laughs> for real, just I think that's something that really around. like what the hell? Dude, <laughs> just surviving off of the life force of all the hate that they've yeah. acquired throughout their yeah. whole lives. Yeah. yeah. Like Vince McMahon's the same way. <laughs> no, Vince McMahon's gonna go soon, bro. The amount of steroids oh that guy God. takes is insane. It is. Um, it is. but crazy, crazy times yeah. here in, in MMA. I just got to say, Dana White, you ain't shit for that. Like, you, yeah. how are you, how do you find the one way to fuck this up? Like, that was the one way to to try to mess up this situation and you fucking did it. So, yeah. Yeah. What Not the fuck, surprised. Dana White? <laughs> yep. Yep. I, I should give it to myself because what, what do I expect? <laughs> what do I expect at this point? Crazy. But last week was all in well. I technically went. Two and two on the bets, but three and one on the picks. So you can't, can't yeah, be too mad about nah, that. You still won. Can't be too mad on. Can't be too mad about that. Uh, but this week, we got an awesome card, man. This is a card that you have been telling me about yeah. before we got here, yeah. which is rare. So I just want to start at the top where it matters, and then we'll sort of work our way down from there. Yeah. I want to give you the floor on this one, man. Kobe Covington up against Jorge Masvidal. What about this fight really had you excited? And what is your thoughts on this weekend's matchup? Excited? I'm just excited to see Kobe lose again. That's really my excitement, man. I don't oh, see him man. doing anything. I, and like I, we, we, we discussed this before, but Covington has not had that much time to like fight lately. <laughs> so you know, his last fight against um, uh, Usman, like, who, was, who really thought he was going to do anything? Who really thought? Because he, ha- he hadn't been fighting like that. It's the same way I feel with Masvidal. Mas- I mean, Masvidal had a little, he's had a little time off, but <laughs> I expect more from Masvidal, man. I don't see anything improving with Kobe's game. Col- Kobe is who he is. 
he's he he's he's a fighter that he is. He's just a um he's a he's a he's a cheap knockoff version of Conor McGregor. <laughs> just all talk. You're not you're not showing improvement in your in your in your in your arsenal. You're not like it's just you're able to sell a fight because you can talk and and hmm. I mean good for you. Like you get more money through you know through that, but I, I don't I don't see how I put it like this. I don't know that he goes past the third round. Wow. That's I, big. I, I really don't because I expect Masvidal to actually take him out. Like that's big. I, I just want to say, that. listen, if you haven't signed up for FanDuel yet, now's the fucking time. <laughs> because I'm telling you right now, listen, you'll be surprised to hear this. Uh Masvidal by knockout, you know what the odds are on that? What's that? Could you give me a guess? I, I, I just want to hear what you think. Oof. And the payout on it? On the odds, the line. Like, how big of a favorite would would, would that be? Uh, I don't even know. Dude, Jorge Masvidal by knockout plus 1500 $1,500. So if you bet $100 on that and, and it pet cashes, you're getting 1500 So if you're that convicted, bro, do it. I just got to say it. Do it. Because, holy shit, I'm not going to lie to you, bro. I want that to happen. That's that's where my heart lies. I, I, I wish. I know where you're going with this. I just wanted to say there is something <laughs> that I got to disagree on with you on, bro. I got I to gotta be transparent on this show. Yeah. I really feel like, and this is going to cover your ears, bro, because you might know I don't think there's anybody in this division besides uh, Usman that beats Kobe Covington. Um. Mm-hmm. I disagree. I feel like he's grown ever since he even left ATT. He's grown, especially in the stand-up areas. He has a cardio that I don't. I don't think in the UFC anyone could rival it. Like even he has a yeah, Nate yeah, yeah. Diaz yeah. level of cardio. Yeah. Like where off rip, you know, no matter what, if you're running with that guy, you're fucked. Like yeah, off yeah. rip, yeah. and that was his strength as a wrestler, mm-hmm. and he's able to blend that now in MMA. Um, this fight is very interesting to me because stylistically, and this is something that I talked about on my other show on the MMA archive, stylistically, this is a fight that the odds are where they should be. Yeah, <laughs> Kobe yeah. Covington is a, is a minus 300 favorite. Mm-hmm. I think this is a long shot for Jorge Masvidal to win. Mm-hmm. And it breaks my heart to say it, but <laughs> what the only angle that I find makes this fight even more interesting even more than than just the sort of technical aspect, the fact that they were teammates and the fact that they yeah, both yeah, yeah. helped each other grow in the areas where they were deficient. I think mm-hmm. that's key because they know each other's tendencies. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it plays out in both ways. So, yeah, yeah Masvidal yeah. knows how to get to him, but Kobe knows how to get to him on, on the takedowns as well. Yeah. So I really won't be surprised. I think if any bet is the best bet, I would say to go the distance for either guy, whoever, whoever you have winning, that's what I would recommend just because this is such a hard matchup for, for Masvidal because of all the things you said, he's coming off of a knockout mm-hmm. to the same guy. Come on. Usman just yeah. tearing through the division. So yeah. this I mean, fight, man, I just want to say real quick, this fight right here, it breaks my heart. But mm-hmm. as soon as the fight's over, Kobe's going to be fucking screaming. 
and, and saying whatever he has to mm-hmm. say about this. And before we know it, we're going to find ourselves in a situation where um, him and Usman are going for the trilogy. And I, I firmly I believe that. that. See, the thing about it, though, is I think part part reason why I'm saying what I'm saying is Kobe doesn't know how to fight without emotion, like in these types of fights. Like these big fights, he, he he tends to fight with emotion. He tends to allow his emotion to take over and and the ego to to show, and that's what does him in. Like he like he <laughs> going against Usman, he 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 really allowed his ego to get to 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 show, and it's not a good thing when you're a fighter to, to, to fight with emotion, you know, you're supposed to fight with technique and, 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 and strategy. And when you lead with emotion, all that goes out the window. So that's the biggest part. The biggest reason why I'm saying what I'm saying is because I see him doing that. I, I see him I, like, of course, in terms of like what you said in terms of his cardio and all that stuff, for sure. I completely agree with that. But one of his weaknesses is his ego. Yep. It has nothing to do with the fight skill. It's it's that mm-hmm. ego is just going to take over. And Masvidal knows how to how to compartmentalize. And as soon as that cage closes, it's it's what you got to do. And I think he'll be able to do that more than 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 uh than Kobe will. And that's that's how I'm seeing that that whole you know that where where he's able to take take advantage of something. Yeah, man. Second or third round. Dude, I'm telling you, if he's going to win, that's the way he's going to win. So I agree yeah. with you on that. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to watch this fight because it's not it's not often where it's often where I really like somebody. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, not yeah. often where yeah. I want someone to die. Like, yeah, <laughs> legitimately want them to die. Like Kobe Covington is that dude. So I hate that I'm even making that pick. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it is what it is, man. If Masvidal wins, I honestly feel like it's on the level of like a Conor McGregor versus Aldo kind of shock knockout. Like yeah. it's on that. Holy shit. How the fuck did that happen? Kind of level. Yeah. Um, but man, I'm praying for it. I, let's go. <laughs> I'm, I'm all about it. Like I, that's what I want. Uh, but my heart, my heart and my head are telling me two different things on this one. So really love the analysis, man. I'm looking forward to seeing this one. Cause like you said, I don't think it's just anger and animosity. I think he's a very insecure person. Like he's a very insecure person. So I I think all of those things are really going to come to bear. I think early on in this fight, we'll know which Mm -hmm. direction it's going to go. And um, I'm looking forward to it, man. This is a, this is a really good main event. I'm just pissed that this wasn't in Florida. If this was in Florida, God, that would have been beautiful. Oh, bro, they've dropped the ball on that one. They should have definitely waited for that one. That would have been a really nice, nice venue to do that in. Oh, dude, I'm excited. I'm excited. I, I think this card as well, one of the deepest cards in recent memory. Everyone's like, oh, there's not big names. Like, you don't, you don't know who these guys are then, because dude, the matchups on this card is insane. We got people like Kevin Holland on this card that isn't even being talked about. Yeah. Um, so I, must, I haven't heard of him in a minute. Yeah, man, he's dropping down to 170 as well. So he he made the change, took some time off to sort of get right with his body and get ready to do that. Uh, but now I think it's official. He's at 170, and that's that's his plan for the rest of his career. So I'm interested to see how that plays out too. Yeah. But we'll get yeah. to that in a second. Yes, um, our co-main event, we got Rafael Dos Anjos 
coming up against Renato Moicano. Once again, Renato's filling in for Rafael Fiziev. I uh, hope he heals up from COVID swiftly because that's crazy that he was even forced out. I just want to say Renato Moicano is a fucking gangster. Like, shout out to him for taking this fight. The story is he was in a... Uh, on a charter plane on his way to Brazil to go see his family. Because remember, he just won a fight as well on the same card. So um, he was on a way to go see his family and then immediately turned his ass right back around and came back to Vegas. So um, shout out to him for stepping up. This matchup tripped me out. Like, I'm just going to say this matchup tripped me out. Like, I don't know which way to go on this one because, and I, if, if you're betting, honestly, I say stay away from this one because <laughs> the, the style of Rafael dos Anjos and the pressure sort of mm-hmm. um, game that he has, I think Renato Moicano has folded many times to people who fight just like dos Anjos. Mm-hmm. Um, but ever since he's been fighting at 155, he looks like a changed man. So I really have no idea which way to go on this one. Yeah. I feel like the last three fights that I picked of his, every time he's won, I picked him to lose. And every time he's lost, I picked him to win. So I have just a horrible handle on his career. So I, I, once again, that's what makes me really unconfident about this one. Yeah. Uh, but this is a matchup to look out for because this is five rounds. Let's get that clear. Usually they don't make oh. co-main events five rounds. This is a five round fight. What so was the, what was the, what's the reason behind that? So from what I gather, they really want to push Fiziev. And that's what this fight was for. This was to put Fiziev in that sort of upper echelon of 155. But the issue is, and this has happened in every one of his fights almost, um, in the third round, he tends to gas a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I think they were trying to see, you know, how he would look in five rounds versus three rounds and whether or not his game could translate to that championship level. And the fact that he ended up pulling out, I'm surprised that they kept it five rounds, especially with the short notice nature. Um, but apparently yeah. everyone agreed to it and we're ready to rock for it. So honestly, how, how do you feel about that? Because I really like the idea of co-main events being five rounds, regardless of yeah. if the titles on the line. Yeah, they should be. They should mm-hmm. be. Cause like the, the, the more you, the higher you, you, you rank and stuff like that, the more uh, notoriety you get, you should be able to get those longer fights and, and, and co-main events with whether it's a title fight or not, I, like, mm-hmm. I almost feel like the fight before the co-main event, co-main event also has a shot. Main I event mean, yeah, needs to be five rounds for sure. That's a like, good shot because it, it it when you're leading in to the main event, right? Like it just makes sense that that you're able to to put it like this. You should be able to do five rounds for sure. You should be able to do five five rounds because of the fact that you're getting closer to that. Now, if you're talking about prelims or whatever, totally understand. Three rounds, mm-hmm. no problem with it. But the fight before the, 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 the co-main event, the co-main event, and the main event need to be five rounds. For that's, sure. That's a great take. I've never heard that that part of it. I, I, love, I love that idea. I really feel like, think about it. What are we working towards here? That's like in any want. division, what are yeah. we working towards here? You're trying yeah. to become the champ. Yeah. So let's see. And and yeah. a big part about that is if you do, listen, USC matchmakers, you, you got our number, bro. We, yeah. we got these ideas. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but if they do that, please keep the keep the heavyweights out of those spots. Like no. keep them in that fifth spot, fourth spot, because the last thing we need is some non-title heavyweight five-round fights. I will die. Like I yeah. legitimately <laughs> will die. But 
this yeah. that's a great shot. I agree, especially yeah. with the lighter weight classes. Put it's these guys faster. out there, see, see what it's like because yeah. it's not the same thing. Like yeah. everyone says, oh, it's not a big deal. It's just ten more minutes, dude. Dude, when you feel like quitting on the treadmill, yeah. ask yourself to go another ten minutes, and you'll yeah. see how long ten yeah. minutes really is. Ten um, minutes is an eternity. Yeah, man. And especially <laughs> when you got someone cu- trying to kill you on the uh-huh. other side of the fence. Um, I, once again, it, it changes the landscape of the fight entirely. Yeah. And yeah. I think that really plays big into this one because Rafael Dos Anjos has so much experience in five round fights. Yeah. Um, and obviously he's on regular proper notice for a five round fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, crazy, crazy times. Um, yeah. I guess my pick is Dos Anjos, I guess. That's my I don't know. But when I made my pick on the MMA archive, you know what I said? I was like, I'm picking Dos Anjos, which means y'all should go and bet on Hanato Mokano <laughs> right now. Like, put the money up because it's clear <laughs> y'all are going to get that just because I'm picking Dos Anjos. But yeah, I'm, I'm picking him too. I'm picking him too. Mm-hmm. When, you, when, you're, when you're prepared to go five rounds, like that, that short notice type thing to, to go into a five round fight, just. It, it's not the same preparation. Yeah, it's not the same proper preparation as, as a full camp would be. So, yeah, I'm going RDA for you sure. Love to see it. You yeah. love to see it. Next up, man, this fight right here. This fight right here, bro. I'm not going to lie. It's not It's not the most competitive. And, and the reason why I say that mm. is because I think regardless of who wins, I think as soon as the fight starts, we're going to know who's going to win because they're going to be having their success. Uh, we got Edson Barboza coming up against Bryce Mitchell. I don't know if you know much about Bryce Mitchell as the character. No. He's a fucking idiot. I'm just going to say that right now. I don't agree with anything he says. Yeah. Like sometimes that's the sad part about MMA. You get invested in these guys because of their skills. And then mm-hmm. you find out that they're fucking capital D dunces. Yeah. And he's one of those guys. Um, <laughs> I'm going to give you one anecdote just so you have an idea. He was on the MMA archive, literally, I mean, MMA archive, I wish. He was on the MMA hour with Ariel Hawani, literally saying that uh, school shootings here in America are are government controlled and that there is no such thing as school shootings. These are government ploys to try to take away our guns in America. This This is the kind of fucking deranged human being he is. But when it I comes bet he's from to like Virginia or something. Oh yeah. <laughs> Kentucky. <laughs> he has ties to uh it's even to better. <laughs> it's even better. Arkansas, okay. my boy. Arkansas. Arkansas. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You should have heard him. He got the action now. He's like, if you come to my street, brother, <laughs> if you come to my street, we armed to the teeth. <laughs> it's the worst. It's the worst. Oh, Literally the armpit God. of America. But yeah. <laughs> Bryce Mitchell, the fighter, Bryce yeah. Mitchell, the fighter is fucking good, man. Uh, also, really quick antidote. I think this is important for me to know because this is once again, just pointing to the idiotic, <laughs> idiotic nature of Bryce, Na- Bryce Mitchell. Do you know, have you heard of this story? that Bryce Mitchell had to go to the hospital because he had a tool belt on with a drill and just so happened through a series of unfortunate events, he drilled open his entire nutsack and needed reconstructive surgery in order to put his testicles back in his body. This is the kind of person that we're dealing with here. Would you want to fight someone like this? I I don't think I would. 
Hell no. <laughs> Hold the hell up, bro. How does that even? Never mind. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Bro. Okay. Some shit that I say on this show, <laughs> I understand. Like, y- you probably don't believe me. Google it. I promise you. This is real. If you just Google Bryce Mitchell drill, it'll oh come up. God. I promise. So he lost his marbles in more ways than one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the marbles are gone. They have long left the yeah. building. But <laughs> once again, we're here to talk about the technique, man. If we had this conversation about every NFL athlete, the show would be 10 hours long. Oh, for but sure. <laughs> um, Bryce Mitchell's deranged. But as a fighter, this guy's technique is on another level. His pressure game is super impressive. This is someone that has came close to landing a twister in multiple fights. That's oh. a submission that's only happened once in the UFC ever. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and and he sets it up in a very real way. Like this is, it's replicable. There's many rounds that ends where if the, he had 10 more seconds, he would have gotten a twister submission. So I really love his game, especially on the ground. He, he has stand-up skills, but on the ground, he's tenacious. He works at a rate that you don't see. Like, it, it's rare to see someone that quick on the ground. Very, very reminiscent of guys like Randy Couture. That's a throwback name for you guys wow. at home. Very fast on the ground. That He's nimble like a cat. Like, he, yeah. he's able to transition three steps ahead of guys that you see them sort of, like, then look on these guys' faces and people like Charles Rosa. Charles Rosa's a fucking black belt from ATT in his own right. This is not some slouch on the ground. And he's another guy that almost fell victim to the twister. Um, crazy level of grappling for Bryce Mitchell, but he's fighting a striking specialist of the highest order in Edson Barboza. Yeah. So I hate Edson Barboza fighting at 145, by the way. I feel like he is so big for that weight class and it takes a lot out of him to get there. Um, and I think that's really going to show in this fight because he's going to need that cardio into the third round. Oh, yeah. But what makes this fight so fun is both of these guys, Achilles heel is the strength of the other guy. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, as soon like there can easily be a scenario where Bryce Mitchell is dominating this fight and then just dies. Because Edson Barboza <laughs> puts him on the highlight reel. Yeah, so I'm, yeah, man, way too many times yeah. to be comfortable with. So yeah. I'm so pumped for this fight. I see a lot of people, honestly, on both sides of this, making big bets on both sides. And I'm staying the fuck away from this one. Because <laughs> this is this is that kind of fight that I feel is really a, a coin toss. And as soon as the fight starts, I think we're going to know who's going to win this just by the way it's playing out. If Bryce Mitchell thinks that he could sort of stay on the back foot and try to defend and and keep himself away from strikes, he's going to get fucking torched. Like, let's let's make that clear. So I'm really excited for this one. My pick is Bryce Mitchell. uh, But once again, I won't be surprised either way. I'm still messed up with the. With the the drill, drill. man. Yeah. That's oof. Um. I'm I'm gonna defer to you on that one. Got you. I'm gonna say cool. Bryce Mitchell, because uh, yes, I've I've never seen I've never seen him fight before. Mm-hmm. Barboza I have, but I, I I I'm gonna just defer to you on Mitchell. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm I'm telling you, man, you're not gonna regret it. Tune in for this one because this oh, is gonna yeah, be a yeah, hell of yeah. a fight, man. Yeah. Uh, next up, 
Kevin Holland coming up against Alex Cowboy Oliveira. I got a little, I got a little quick story about Alex Oliveira too. So do you know that Alex Oliveira in Brazil has seven baby mamas? Now listen to this shit. Listen to this shit. <laughs> they all live on the same compound. <laughs> <laughs> so this man gotta fight for the rest of his life. Oh, like, let no me choice. let me get that clear, bro. <laughs> He's got no choice. Especially with Dana's pan, man. Like he ain't got any choice. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. He's gonna he's gonna need a couple of bonuses. Let's just say that. Yeah. Uh, once again, Kevin Holland making his welterweight uh, debut in the UFC. He's fought at welterweight in the past in his career, uh, but never in the UFC. Uh, I think this is a tough matchup for him. Like I, I'm gonna be honest yeah. like i really yeah. feel like this is a tough matchup i think alex Oliveira has shown to be a really good fighter in all aspects mm-hmm. but the issue is he has a hard time deciding which sort of side of his game he's going to implement i mm-hmm. think there's been a couple fights where he comes out just focused on the grappling and gets guys out of there quick and then yeah. there's a couple fights where he, he finds himself trying to strike and then gets in trouble um, mm-hmm. and vice versa, where he's doing well on the feet and then mm-hmm. decides to grapple and gets himself in trouble. Mm-hmm. So I really feel like this matchup is is a lot closer than people think. Right now, I think Kevin Holland is a minus 160 favorite. I'm putting a flyer on Alex Oliveira. I really feel like it's a perfect storm given the debut nature mm-hmm. at this weight class for Kevin Holland. I'm a big fan of Kevin Holland, though. Like, yeah, I like watching yeah. him fight. He's entertaining as fuck. He's going to be, no matter what, we're going to hear him talking some shit. Oh, yeah. Um, but I'm going with Alex Cowboy Oliveira in this one. Yeah, I'm going with the Cowboy, too. I I, um, I think when, when you're making that, that, that jump uh, in cla- uh, uh, weight classes, um, even if you've been there before, it still takes some some stuff out of you to do mm-hmm. it. So, because of that, I'm going with Oliver. Because I would go with nice. Holland. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, I'm sir. Going. Usually, yeah. Yeah, usually I would go with Holland, but I'm I'm, I'm gonna go with Oliver on that one. So real quick, I, this is something I was on the train today, mm-hmm. and this is this is the question that I thought of asking you about this because mm-hmm. I didn't know you back then, so I think it's appropriate that I ask. Yeah. When you found out that one Greg Hardy was going to make his UFC debut. Was that something that interests you as a, as an NFL fan? Was that exciting to you? I'm just curious. As, as an Eagles fan, it made me laugh. <laughs> it made me laugh because it, it, when you're like, we know his, 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 uh, his history. I don't have to go through all that, but um, to me, it was one of those things where it was like, okay, now you've got a reason to put your hands on someone. Hmm okay <laughs> i'm not i'm i'm i'll play this i'm impressed he's lasted this long oh it's not because of him let's, yeah, let's get not, that clear it's not I, I i but i am impressed that he's lasted this long i agree yeah i i, I he's not winning this fight though he, yeah man he looked like trash that last fight mm-hmm. yep so i mean he did hell. hurt ty he did hurt ty he hurt him which was crazy he He's the only him. person that hurt him on the feet in his whole career. Yeah, no, he hurt him, but, but that's going really to jail now. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that was such a big fucking yo. When when I saw him get dropped like that, the way that I screamed, like, yo, bro. it's rare that I pop like that. Yeah, that that was that was a hard fall. <laughs> And, but, and, and it just felt so good because it was him. You know what but, I mean? Like, but it felt good because it was a cowboy too. Like it was, it was multi-layered for me. 
I, like, he felt like a cowboy. That's just like, that's what they do. They do. Like, <laughs> it just, it felt good to see. <laughs> yeah, he so ain't winning funny. this fight. I don't even know who he's fighting. I just know, I just know he's not, he's not, he's not winning this fight at all. So, funny enough, he's fighting Sergey Spivak, who is a Russian grappler. And let me just say this because I think it's important. MMA math does not work, but let me say this. He has a dominant submission victory over one tied to Ivasa. <laughs> I think that's notable. And the reason why I think that's notable is because when I saw, I don't know if you saw this fight. This was like, at this point, at least a year ago now. Mm. Greg Hardy fought someone named Marshin Taibura. Mm-hmm. And he got taken down. Mm-hmm. And he looked like a fucking adolescent. Yeah. He looked like he had no clue uh, what he was going on, on the ground? Exactly, exactly. And I just can't wait until this is this is the big play right here. If you're putting money, listen. Let me get this straight. If you're putting money on this fight, put take your grandmother fucking seller. Put the money on Sergey Spivak. But let me make this clear. But <laughs> you gotta sprinkle on Greg Hardy by KO. You yeah, have yeah, to yeah. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's yeah. live. It's live. Yeah. He's that yeah. kind of athlete. I yeah. will admit that. Yeah, but I just can't wait until that first takedown because you're gonna <laughs> see it in his eyes again. You're gonna see the fear that he's instilled yeah. in many in many helpless women in his life. You're gonna see it, all that energy come right into his own soul, and it's gonna be the best thing ever. So Bro. I can't wait to see. <laughs> the funny part about it is that he um I can't I can't say that people can't get into MMA later on in their lives, right? Like, for sure you can. Professionally, though? That is tough. That is hard to do. Because you're fighting guys that have been doing this since they were, like, 15, even Mm -hmm. younger. Like, have have been studying this for 10, 20 years. Like, you can't expect that to be something where you're just like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and do it. He he debuted in the UFC banking on his – on his weight and uh, 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 just athleticism, the athleticism, you can't do that against Mm -hmm. MMA fighters. That's, I don't, there's no way he wins this fight at all, but I agree. He is, there's a puncher's chance, Mm -hmm. but when you're a cowboy, there's literally like the puncher's chance is so small. Like, I don't They're known for being knocked out in these heavyweight yeah, fights. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, God bless him. I, nah, I, I won't even say that. Fuck that dude. And real quick, another hilarious quote from Greg Hardy this week. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say it. I'm not gonna make you guess. You know what this man said? He goes, um, he goes, I'm the best athlete in the world. And then he goes, if I'm not number one, I guess I'm number two, but I'm up there. Bro, of out like out of all athletes in anything, bro, you're fucking diluted. Like, let, let's get this straight. Oh, you're diluted, bro. Hilarious. Like the the <laughs> level of narcissism this man has. He can't like, even say that's confidence. That's not even that's not confidence. That is yeah, straight up narcissism. There's there's no way he actually believes that. Dude, I wish almost that he's he went straight into boxing because, like you said, yeah. 
he still would have got his ass beat, but oh, it would have yeah. been even more spectacular. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> than this is. Yeah. <laughs> but I can't wait. Sergey Spivak, do do what we all wish we could. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. And that's it for this card, man. It's it's a fun one. I'm really excited for this one. I'm telling you, man. Top to bottom, even the prelims in this one, there's a lot that I didn't discuss. But if you want more analysis on that, check out the MMA archive this week. Sure. We're rolling out something special. You know what I'm yes, saying? Sir. Yes, sir. We got we got a, re- a recap show of UFC 13, which is really cool. And also, I need to mention it. The debut of Randy Couture in the yeah. UFC. Yeah. Fucking nuts. I was mind blown watching this guy perform because I knew the technique was there. I get why he's so heralded. But to see it myself, mm-hmm. like... That was amongst air too, dude. Dude, <laughs> amongst all the people that I've been impressed with, I yeah. have not been impressed by anyone more than Randy Couture in the UFC up to this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So super, super excited for you guys to see that. But on the other half of the show, I broke down the whole card with MMA Wiz on Twitter. Shout out my guy MMA Wiz with two Z's. This guy knows his shit. He caps every week. He went ten and two on his picks last week. Um, killing it, killing it, and and. We were on the same side on a lot of these fights, but there's a couple, a couple we got opposite sides on. So it's gonna be okay. fun to watch that plays out. If you want some more analysis? Check that out in the MMA archive dropping on Friday. Yes, sir. But now you told me you want to talk about this MVP discussion. I'm gonna let you take the floor here because I don't know which way you're gonna go with it. So I, I gotta make sure I'm coming at it the right angle. So you got the floor, brother. Tell me what you want to talk about here. It's so I was kind of like thinking about this uh, early this week. Um, when we're talking about the MVP conversation, of course, everyone, you know, you already know this NBA, but when you talk about the MB, MVP conversation, um, there, there, we talked about this before. Like, it's hard to distinguish like how, how this decision is actually made in terms of who actually wins the, the award, right? But I was thinking about it. I might have to put John Morant as number two right now. That's I'm, a great shout. I might have to put, because like I started thinking about it, like Embiid, he's been doing his thing all year, right? So I might have him at, at one, Morant two, uh, DeRozan three. And I think the chips may fall after that, like where they may. Jokic, I wouldn't be surprised if he's even in the top three, but that's where I'm I'm, I'm putting mine right now, Embiid, Morant, uh, DeRozan. But I was asking someone <laughs> about the MVP conversation, and they said they had LeBron in that conversation. And oh, they're smoking crack. Like, I'm, I'm confused because, like, and he, he starts saying, you know, on a statistical perspective and everything. Like, I get that. Stat-wise, LeBron does what he does, right? But does this MVP conversation, like, it has to take into, into account what you're doing for your team, right? Like, where your team is in the standings, uh, uh, what your impact is on the team, um, especially what your impact on your team is versus other individual players and their impact on their teams right like i'm almost afraid that lebron is actually going to get into this conversation 
like it did, it, it, and and that's it's almost ba- like based off narrative because I don't know what this conversation is based on. I don't know what what the what the criteria is for the MVP award. Giannis has a has a has a case for it as well. Like we, there's year. a lot of guys that 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 Curry a, as well. Curry Curry's the big one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of guys that have a case to to be made for for MVP. Uh, you could even say Durant before his injury. Mm-hmm. Um, I almost feel as if LeBron is going to get into this conversation somehow, and they're not getting into the playoffs. No, uh, he doesn't deserve it. But they're not going to even get into the playoffs. I, but at least for right now, we see that they're not going to be in there. But I don't think they're going to make it at all, even with AD coming back. Bro, they point. can't beat the Clippers. They can't. They, they, <laughs> they Clippers. can't beat yeah. the Clippers, bro. I don't know what this what what we're talking about here, though. Dude, the funny part about it is, I get where your friend was coming from. Like, I get friend. it. I don't know this guy. Oh, whoever the <laughs> fuck he was, then uh, I get where he was coming from. I get it. Yeah, like, yeah. I get. I get yeah. the rationale. But yeah. for someone like him to end up in that MVP conversation, he needs to be averaging like forty. Like, there's no way you could have the stats that he has basically every year, respectfully. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. it's yeah. very impressive stats. Let's yes. make that clear. Yep. Hall of Famer, no doubt stats. Like, yes. that. nobody's questioning that. Yep. But for you to say he's the MVP in a year where his team is absolute trash, by everyone's account as well, it's his fault. Like, it's his fault the team is garbage. Hell no. Like, yeah, hell no, that man is not in the combo. The Celtics fan in me loves this, right? But the basketball fan in me does not understand it. Why the mm-hmm. hell would you choose Westbrook over DeRozan? Makes no sense. Why? Especially when you're talking about the, the team, the team's need. Like DeRozan does more than Westbrook in terms of like the need, right? Like period. Even period. before this season, yeah, period. Yeah, yeah. I, I just don't want to turn this into a LeBron conversation. But I was going to say, I, we I'm can't do this two so, weeks in a row, bro. I'm so but, but real quick, what what is more MVP shit than needing to give up a top five pick in order to <laughs> sign him in free agency? That's some MVP shit. I just got to say, that's some MVP shit. But yeah, as far as yeah. what you said, narrative-wise and everything, I think those first three guys you named are perfect. Like, those are really yeah. – they're really in that spot. And, hell, I could see, like you said, if the Bucks make a run late, if Embiid and, and Harden, that situation works out very well, I could see all of those guys potentially running away with it because all the numbers are there yeah, for yeah, all yeah. of those guys, yeah, which really yeah. speaks to – the competition yeah. this season in the NBA, the NFL. Yes. Like, this yes. is the golden fucking era. Like, yes. let's get that shit straight. Mm-hmm. I'm so pumped to see how the playoffs play out because there's so much potential. There's so yeah. many narratives. There's so many people that could step up and just yeah. change the landscape of the whole playoffs yeah. just based on their own performances. I'm so excited for that. But I think those two guys that you named after um, who you had in first place, Morant, and DeRozan, I think those are the key because it fits the narrative. Once again, yes, yes. when you turn around a franchise in that way, let's make it clear. These guys barely made the play in last year. Right. And now they have the third best record in the NBA. Yeah. Like that, that is huge. That's yeah. big stuff. Yeah. That's some, that's, it's, it's almost kind of similar. And I know it's not the same at all because obviously there wasn't a big acquisition this season. But this was similar almost to the Bengals situation mm-hmm. where they're mm-hmm. a team that's so far out that, mm-hmm. yeah, you got some good players, but you're nowhere near that. And now they're championship caliber in a big way. Yeah. Really excited to see how that plays out in the West. Also on the East, 
I when I first started seeing the the Rosen lines, I thought this shit is not sustainable. Mm. Like there's no way he could keep up scoring basically 30 points a night. I'm eating my words because now he's scoring basically 33 points a night. <laughs> this man is going crazy. Yeah. And and it's been really fun to see because he's been slept on ever since he was in Toronto. Yeah, I think yeah, he yeah. was always yeah. on that level. And yeah. his trip to the Spurs, I think, is what kept him under the radar. Like everyone mm-hmm. just assumed. Um, I don't know what it is about the Spurs. Everyone, you go to the Spurs, people think you get old, like overnight. Uh, I think it's the, not flashy. Exactly. Yep. Not and they, they did rein him in. They reined him in yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I would agree with that because the DeRozan when he was in Toronto, um, you could see that he he was that kind of player. But I, like his, I don't know. I do know. One of his biggest issues was LeBron. Like they, I'm sorry, in terms of like development and and, and confidence, LeBron. Because every time they got into the playoffs, he ran into LeBron and yeah. and. That was it, right? Um, and I think even they, they even said one year, like, yeah, if we had that guy, we we would have won too. Like, and that was that was a point where I was like, DeRozan, like, come on, man, like, you don't you say should, shit like that. You don't say anything like that at any point, and and like, even if you think it, you don't say that. Like, but I almost feel like I respect it, that because you saw my face. I was like, where the yeah. fuck are you going with this? That makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah, but I almost feel like his his the trade to San Antonio actually kind of helped him because you, 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 you work. See, it's the fundamental aspect of it. Like what I was talking about before, it's not flashy, but it's fundamental. Like pop has fundamental basketball. (laughs) And uh, that's, that's, that's how he coaches. So when you're working with that guy for, he was there for what a year and a half, two years, something like that. Two years. Yeah. Um, being traded to well going to chicago at that point you've got that you've got you got like another you know you have something else in your arsenal and i think that's being shown right now uh uh, chicago to me was a was a team that i had in the playoffs they were they were to me i thought they were going to be like six five or six somewhere in that range did not see this coming i did not see this coming and without Lonzo, and without Lonzo, and and, and Caruso, let's say mm-hmm. that too. Caruso's been out too. He he was he was making a lot of things work for that team. So I'm excited it, 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 for the first time, and I don't know how many years. There's <laughs> an MVP the, race. It's a race. We it's could have this conversation. Race. Yeah, it's not like we're sitting here saying that. Oh yeah, LeBron's just gonna run with it, run away with it, or you know, uh, uh, Giannis, you know, there's really no competition or, or, you know, Harden. Yeah. It's, it's, it's actually like, you can actually say one through four, you can make a case. Either one of those guys can have, can, can, can win a, the, the award. And I'm actually okay with it. Dude, if the season ends right now, each one of those guys are getting at least one first place vote. Like at least, at least one. I'm okay with it. And, And, I knew I knew the Grizzlies were going to be a playoff team. I knew they were going to be a playoff team. I had no idea they were going to be this dominant. Mm-hmm. They've been slapping guys around left and right. So, dude, <sighs> and let's make this clear too. I didn't think I I listen. I was high on Golden State coming into the season. 
I was I had no idea that the Suns were going to be at this level, mm-hmm. way ahead of everyone else in mm-hmm. the NBA, mm-hmm. and Golden State was going to be on that same level, and the and the Grizzlies are right behind them. Like yeah. I think it's what one and a half games. Yeah, it's not far. It's not much. At all. Insane, insane. And to be completely honest, I could see because Phoenix is going to get Chris Paul back, right? Golden State's going to get Draymond back. A lot of things are going to play out differently for those teams when those guys get back, right? You can make a case. Phoenix, Golden State, and Memphis in the NBA Finals. You can legit, like, you can make an actual case for each team right yeah. now to get into the Finals. And that's all in the same conference? Same conference. Like, guess what, bro? I'm excited. Like, I'm actually excited about the playoffs. It's usually like for the last couple of years, it's been like, eh, okay, like you, you, you like certain matchups, right? But the excitement doesn't come until the conference finals, maybe, you know, uh, the actual finals. This one has a lot of storylines going into it. And I'm excited because no one else, no one, no one saw like, okay, we never talked, we never thought Memphis. Chicago, Cleveland. We didn't think any of these teams are going to be playing on the level they're playing on. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm thoroughly invested into into the playoffs right now. Dude, there's fucking eighth seeds that we didn't expect. The Clippers without Paul George, without Kawhi Leonard doing their damn thing out there in the West. Uh, the, the East period, the whole East, East is, is on another level. Yeah, it's East on another level. Yeah. And I just want to say shout out to the Celtics for turning it around at the right time because we wouldn't get this this rare form of Derek at this point in the season if the Celtics didn't get their shit together. Like, let's make that hey. clear. You would have checked out a, lo- a while ago. I'll put it like this. I would have checked out on the team because I did last year. But in terms of basketball, I'm still I'm still going to be hyped. Like, I'm a basketball fan. I'm a Celtics fan, for sure. But I'm a basketball fan, too. And, and again, I knew the Celtics were going to be okay. Like, like, beginning of the season, a lot of people kept saying, like, I, I had a Lakers fan. A Lakers fan tell me that the Celtics were not going to make the playoffs. Oh, he's wilding. She. The Celtics were not going to make the playoffs. And the Lakers were were uh, uh, one of the best teams. Oh, and I laughed because she needs some copium right now, bro. <laughs> you're talking about a, a team that's that just got together in terms of like the coaching staff and everything like that. You got a gel. You got a couple months at gel. They're like the record. I'm not paying attention to the record. And you I were just, the big one on that. I, I just got to shout you on that. You, no need you to. were on that train since day one. Yeah, I mean, I, I, to be completely honest, there, there was a lot of stuff that you could see that if you were actually paying attention, you could see, okay, they just need to fine-tune certain things. Boom, you're right there. Anybody, like, look, one more thing. Anyone that was getting on Al Horford, I'm telling you all right now, I don't want to hear anything about y'all. I don't want to, I don't want to, playoff time, when it comes playoff time, I don't want to hear anything. Shut your mouth. Don't talk to me because I don't want to hear you guys saying praising this guy. Don't want to hear it. 
there was a, there were even Celtics fans that were saying that we, we need to sit out Horford and stuff like that at the beginning of the season. Like how how why for what? What is your problem? Horford is fine. He's fine. <laughs> he was a great investment. It was a, it was a great uh, opportunity to bring him back, and you see why. Telling you, okay. them OKC boys, man. They... See why? Like, it, you need those veterans, right? You need mm-hmm. those veterans, and 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 he spaces the floor in a way that that you needed, and then he went and got Tice, another guy that Dude. spaces the floor. Yeah, and I just want to say real quick, I know this is your team, but I got to jump in there and say this: we were saying this when the Celtics were bad, when the Celtics Sub were in this spot, Sub exactly. <laughs> Ain't no Johnny come latelys around no, here. We no. we got this shit together. Yeah. And real quick, the, you didn't say it, so I got to say it. Someone got to say it. This this isn't a team that, oh, Tatum's scoring 40. Jalen Brown, he's going crazy. Yeah, those things happen, mm-hmm. but they're doing it on the defensive end. This is, this is not just offensive firepower. Defense is what wins championships, yes. and they turned around the entire, literally, you could see in this stretch just by the stats, but just by the way they're playing, like mm-hmm. it's a different game entirely at this point in the season. Mm-hmm. And it's been really fun to watch, man. They really turned yes. it around in a big way. And I made a lot of a lot of good little side bets throwing good. it on the Celtics. I will good. tell you. Good. Good. I hope that's that's already started to pay off. Yeah, man. But yeah, man. I, we're gonna the playoffs this year are gonna be exciting as hell. And and I'm looking forward to it the way I haven't looked forward to the playoffs in a while. Yeah, in a while because it's usually like it's not until the second round conference finals where you're like okay like let's get into it there are a lot of matches where you look first round just like eh, i could skip this one like, I, could, I could just look at the highlights and be fine not this year man not this yeah. year this year is like you got to watch every game this is going to be a good this is going to be some good uh uh uh, uh basketball to watch it's gonna yeah, be really nice and i just got to say real quick Cause at this point, I don't even think you need a what the fuck, right? We could just give it to to your boy that was talking about <laughs> talking about LeBron being the MVP. <laughs> He's smoking some shit because that shit don't add up to me whatsoever. Yeah. Everything yeah. we spoke about just now, yeah. And real quick, this is something that obviously we're talking about come playoff time. So I'm pivoting a little bit here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's some big news that came out this week that yeah. I think once again this is, had me jumping for joy, bro. And, and you you already know what it is. What do you think about the Sixers making a waiver claim to pick up one DeAndre Jordan? Mm-hmm. What, what do you think of that move and how it affects their, their playoff hopes? Uh, personally, and I might sound like a hater. I'm okay with that. Personally, I don't think it moves the needle. Really? I, I don't really think it moves the needle. Um, because when you're talking about, like, you had Andre Drummond at that For spot. Sure. I like I get it Drummond is maybe not what he was before but he was doing I a disagree lot of with di- that I disagree with that no, I'm saying in terms of like the level he was on seven years ago yeah. like he's that he, it's, it's not that but he's not a slouch like what he was doing in terms of rebounding and and, and, and protecting the paint then those like those little things that you like you had when Embiid was on the bench. Mm-hmm. I do not see DeAndre Jordan doing that. In for sure. fact, I Nowhere think near. this kind of lowers things a little bit on the defensive end for for uh, Philadelphia. But I don't think it 
I don't think this is like you know gonna be that 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 move where you're looking at it and saying, oh yeah, they lost because of this, right? No, oh, yeah, definitely. You're not looking at that like that, but I will say they're going to come playoff time. You're going to see the difference between what they were and what they what they are with with uh with the DeAndre Jordan there because yeah, the trade Drummond Drummond would have just made a world of difference. I I agree. I agree 100%. And he was a big part about why I picked them to go to the finals. Yeah. But yeah. I think the only reason why I'm so high on this move is because of the fact that they lost Drummond. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's mm-hmm. not nowhere near the same caliber player, mm-hmm. but you got to fill those holes somehow. Like, yeah, let's yeah, just yeah, be yeah, clear. Yeah. Yeah. And and I don't even, I couldn't even tell you the backup center right now. So um, <laughs> it makes sense that they went after him. I'm surprised yeah. nobody else did. Uh, uh, that sounds like a Laker move if I ever heard one. No, he um, was the way the Lakers waved him. I know, I know that. I don't know why I said that. Yes, yeah. yes, he was with the Lakers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what I don't. So what I don't get. Once again, th- there's so many different scenarios that you could look at about where he could have went. Mm. What I don't get is how did he hit that point where they were able to clear him because they didn't pick him up off waivers. He he became mm. a free agent. Then they were able to get him. Mm. I don't understand how no other team made a flyer on him because even some. I, there's a lot of teams that could benefit from having a guy like that on the bench, in my opinion. To be completely honest, I don't think so. Really? I don't think really? so. I don't think so. DeAndre... A, a, is this a 2K take right now? No, Am no, I no, having no, a 2K no, 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 take no, no, right no, no, now? No, 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 no. I, like, I'm not saying he can't, like, still play. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that that level of dominance that he even had, like, maybe, like, three years ago. Three, four years ago, like that's there. gone. That's not there. Uh, the 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 DeAndre that a lot of people were expecting, even in Brooklyn, like that's just not he's not there. Um, which again, Brooklyn, that's another team that that's very intriguing, uh, intriguing to me because this entire time for the last two months, I've been hearing people say, Oh, yeah, they're getting you know Joe Harris back and you know things are gonna start clicking for them. Now he's out for the rest of the season ankle mm-hmm. surgery um so i think they they of course they're gonna be intriguing in terms of they've got drummond and, and steph uh steph seth curry right but ben simmons still not in basketball shape also uh, from what i think from, i think what i read was that he had a he had a back issue and they don't know when he's gonna play so I don't know how you feel like do you think brooklyn is on the outside looking in even with durant coming back uh uh, uh you got what 20 games left <laughs> yeah I, I think there's no way they don't end up making it somehow um but as far as like actual title hopes yeah, oh, yeah i, I no. don't that's been gone a long time ago and, and we we talked about this on yeah, this show many yeah, times yeah um yeah man i think especially with this year like if mm. this was if this was the last year, mm. I could see them hodgepodge throwing shit together and finding a way to make it to the second round, no doubt. Mm. But with the way things have shaped up in the East this this season, yeah, like I feel like, yeah, man, if they get bounced in the first round, I will not be surprised. Oh, whatsoever. I'm, not, I'm not gonna be shocked at all. And I just want to say, how the f- how how has nobody talked about the fact that now there's no 
mental health issues. Once again, I know this is a touchy subject. Yo, I know I this is something that nobody wants to talk about. But let's be real. For all the people that do suffer from mental health mm-hmm. issues, the mm-hmm. fact that that was a scapegoat and now all of a sudden there's all these other um, physical ailments, physical problems that he had. How come we didn't hear about that when he was in uh, in Philly? I don't get yeah. it. I really yeah. don't get it. Yeah. No, I... I... This Ben Ben Simmons to me is one of those guys that did what he needed to do to get the money, and then just like that was it. Like I, I don't even I don't think we're going to see that same level of dominance with him because it's not that he's not capable of it physically. I just don't think he's mentally like invested and, and and there's a lot of guys that that are like that in terms of like you know you get your money hey whatever uh, uh, uh bradley beal i don't i'm pretty sure he's gonna sign his extension i don't i don't see him actually like leaving anymore um beginning of the year i thought he was gonna go to, go to boston For sure i do yeah. not see that anymore i don't see that anymore um that team's also doing well without him yeah 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 which is weird I, like Kuzma, shut yeah. up, my boy. <laughs> so weird, so weird. That's, that's like like alternate universe type of thing, right there, right? Um, I Ben is just one of those guys. I just I just I don't see. I don't I don't I don't see him taking that next step. I really don't. I, I think what we have, and I could be wrong. I could be like very wrong about this next thing I'm about to say. I'm pretty sure he peaked already. I'm pretty sure he's already peaked. Because I don't agree with that. This guy's what, 24? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't agree with that. No. Physically, he has the ability to do better, right? But if you're not there mentally. Total package, yeah. Yeah, if, you, if you're not there, like, if you're not mentally invested in, like, into what you're doing, I, I don't know how we see better from him. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, and that's why I, I, like, I think his best days are behind him. Because I don't see how you're going to be able to do anything more. I don't. Dude, I don't. If this if this crushed you, this whole process that you forced yourself out, mm-hmm. imagine it's not gonna get better. <laughs> like it's you're gonna nice. be getting torched, bro. Like when Anywhere people you go, literally, not even just in um, Philly or in yeah Brooklyn, not even yeah. just in those two places. You're gonna yeah. hear it everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So I I don't see it. I I really don't. And 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 this is a a, a team that a lot of people had. We have the East. We didn't, yep. but I, I don't. I think they messed up two years ago. No, a year and a half ago. They would have been perfect. They probably would have been my favorites had they kept Karis LeVert and Jared Allen. Had they not like made those moves to move them out, you get, you get, you get. Uh, that's the I'm biggest interested. what if in the NBA almost and, literally and Spencer Dinwiddie like like mm-hmm. that was another guy that they had that was quality. I just they had the depth. All they had to do was wait on help, dude. And the shit is, I saw that team play live. Like, yeah, yeah. The, the yeah. bench, the bench would come on, and that place yeah. would come alive. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't like there's not a lot of units in the NBA that can do that. 
mm-hmm. where the bench mm-hmm. comes in and you feel their effect on the game mm-hmm. like that that was huge for them and yeah. the fact that they lost all those pieces gutted it all out mm-hmm. did whatever move they thought was the best move in the moment and ended mm-hmm. up here is so crazy like and even with this fucking vaccine mandate going back to as if nothing happened which whatever once again if these things are happening that's what's happening but even with that y'all not gonna get what y'all need explain that to me though because new york new york is weird i'm not understanding it fuck eric adams is eric adams that's all i gotta say cool i hate that guy cool he he has been very weird i i just when when is the earliest that Kyrie is expected to play home games. Um, if I'm not mistaken, the last I heard was as soon as two weeks from now, he will be able okay. to return to full basketball activities. Okay. Yeah. I, but I still don't see that. That shit don't make no sense. It doesn't make any sense. But I, I don't, truth be told, like I told you before, beginning of the season, even with Kyrie out there on the floor, I don't see them winning a championship. I don't Can't blame you. I, I just don't. And, and I, hey, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'm fine with it. You know what's the dumbest shit about this whole thing? Three months ago, when I got COVID, mm-hmm. there was a surge here in New York. Mm-hmm. How the fuck? Three months removed from that. Now we acting like, oh, that could never happen again. Like, welcome, what the welcome, fuck? Welcome to my world. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> Georgia has been like that since the pandemic hit. Yeah, yeah you're right. I mean, you're right. <laughs> You must be the lone soldier out there with the with the mask and everything, <laughs> bro. It, it's crazy down here, but I mean that, that's it. Seems to be that's where where you guys are headed. And I, if if I don't see Brooklyn having enough time to turn this around, I don't know. I don't, and and, and I know there are people that, that think differently and, and and feel differently about that. I don't see them having enough time to turn it around. If this happened in December, cool. December, January, maybe. But we're in March. We're in March right now. It's yeah. not that much time before the playoffs. You cannot start figuring things out now to win. Yeah, you can't do it. So. Dude, it's going to be a wild ride. Buckle in. Yeah. The rest of this season is going to be fun to watch. It is. But let's make one thing clear. If anybody knew that Brooklyn wasn't shit from the beginning of this season, it was Derek because I was here. I was trying to make a little bit of a case. I'm like, nah, but you see, they got the pieces. They got. I was trying to make the case. Derek was like, hell no, and you convinced me. I, I came <laughs> on, and I just gotta say, if if any show ages like a fine wine, it's this yeah. one right here. Oh, for sure. In the NFL season, in the NBA season, yeah. we know what the fuck we're talking about, and we'll we leave sure it at do. that. We sure do. We sure but do. All right, man. Why don't you give them your handles and let's get out of here, man? Yes, sir. You can follow me at Derek underscore OTS, D-E-R-R-I-C-K, the black way to spell it. Um, but more so, follow the brand at OTS Media Co. You see it. Um, all social media platforms, OTS Uh, Check out the articles we have up, the, uh, the, um, the other shows that we have on the platform as well. Um, rate review let us know what you guys think we have a lot of shows that are coming back but also coming back with new new intros and stuff like that as well so you know it's we're taking things to another another level you know and and let us know what you guys think you know there's there's stuff there's some, there's a lot of stuff that's that's happening and, and changing so please uh, uh uh let us hear what you guys how you guys feel about it so 
So I just gonna say it because you're not gonna say it. So somebody gotta fucking say it. <laughs> These intros didn't fall from the sky. They weren't imported. <laughs> My boy Derek has been putting in some crazy fucking work. Shout out to you, real shit, on our show, on that show, yeah. on all the other shows that are getting these intros. The quality is bar none, impeccable on a level that honestly, to be frank, I'm not saying this because I doubt you. I didn't expect that you could produce something on that level consistently across all these different shows. Like this guy knows what the fuck he's talking about. If y'all need a promo reel, the email's (laughs) there. That's all I got to say. The email is there, but uh, follow him on all social medias. You could catch me at Negron MMA on Twitter. Twitter's growing, bro. I'm almost at, I'm almost at 250. I'm gonna hit 250 real soon. (laughs) So I'm excited about that. Can also catch me on instagram at chris negron underscore always good things coming out of there and the mma archive we ain't stopping no time soon baby it's getting bigger it's getting better every week yes, i've been having a blast not only uh recording it by myself but also getting other people involved now it's been really fun sort of expanding my horizons in that way and you love to see it before you know it shit yes, i'm gonna be a podcast extraordinaire oh, uh sure. but we're, we're, we're working <laughs> we're working every week Thank you guys so much for tuning in as always. And you already know every week, if you got, if you got your friends with your shitty takes, send those comments to us. If you want to influence these segments, we'll, we'll talk shit about all your friends, stupid comments and make it big on this show. Because like we said from the beginning, don't sleep on the sideline guys, man. We know what we're talking about and we come with the heat every week. You already know uh, 272 is big. Don't forget this weekend. Check it out. Shout out my boy, Cain Velasquez. We're all standing with you. And with that, y'all have a good one, man. Peace.